Hey everybody, welcome to I Disagree. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shuster. Hello! What up? What up, Steve? What's crack a lacking? Not much, you know. Except my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack, you know. I didn't want to finish that sentence for you. I wanted to let you just ride that one out. Thank you. But you know that song, right? Oh yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I'm not that old. Cool guy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember where you were when you first heard that song? Probably that song's old as fuck, right? It's older, yeah. No, I don't remember. I guess you're a bit older than me too. I was thinking by a hair. Yeah, I uh, I I was just in an AP history class. I had to throw in the AP so everyone knows that I'm kind of smart, or at least was at some <laughs> point. <laughs> so when my friend Ryan, Ryan Whatups played it for me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked back at him, and he has this like innocent face, kind of, and he just like was laughing with his mouth closed, which is like a thing that he did. <laughs> it was very funny. It's uh, fantastic. All it's your ladies a- pop your pussy like this. Everybody go look it up. It's hilarious how music just keeps getting more vulgar and more vulgar and more vulgar. Like, do you remember? Like, well, I I don't. This is so old that I don't even remember. I just know it from my experience growing up. But like, Led Zeppelin had that song like "Whole Lot of Love," and they had mm-hmm. a, a lot of songs that the subtext is real nasty. A lot like of a, songs. I want to be your backdoor man. He's talking about fucking girls in the ass. You know what I mean right. when he says that. But he's he's using subtext. But now it's just like. If, if, if Robert Plant wrote, wrote that song today, it would be like, I want to fuck you in the ass. And that, that would be the song. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody has already done this on anyone's podcast that's ever created a podcast. But have you actually like looked up slash really listened to the WAP lyrics? Or is it WAP? How do you say it? I've only listened to the song one time. Is it it's WAP. 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 Yeah, I think uh, it's WAP. WAP. Thank you, Steve, for teaching me that. I, I'm, just, I'm just assuming i'm old I, have you looked have you listened to the actual song at uh, one time yeah okay cool so you like heard the lyrics and stuff uh-huh all right mom since i know you're listening and you won't listen to the song yourself it starts out whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house hold up <laughs> i said certified freak seven days a week wet ass pussy make that pull out game weak woo ah it's just lyrical genius for our times. There's some whores in this house? Yes, I think they so. They don't even say hoes. No, no, no. Just straight up whores. Wow. I think I agree with this kind of, with these kinds of songs. It's very insane with all you ladies pop your pussy like this. My neck, my, my back, my pussy, my crack. I agree with all of these songs because I really think it... Okay, s- seriously speaking now, it actually does speak to like female empowerment and liberation. Do you agree with that or not? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably neutral on that. I'm just my. Like, I'm not even against the song. It's not. It's not my kind of hip hop. I like something with a little bit more lyricism to it. But more lyricism, more like fuck bitches. Yeah, but, like verges on consent. That's that's kind of your jam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but make it rhyme and make it really clever and have like sure, and then no one has a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, like I said, Led Zeppelin was talking about fucking people in the ass, but there was just there was a little cleverness, a little subtlety to it. I'm not against yeah. fucking people in the ass. Go for it. It is also kind of a thing too, where it's like, well, don't just walk through the front door with your ass banging self. If anything, walk through the back, and you really, I think, should be a little bit more cloaked with it if you want to retain the artistry. You know. <laughs> and I will say, 
I mean, emp- female empowerment or not, I, I, now that you have recited the lyrics to me, I do find it hard to see how it's empowering to say there's a bunch of whores in here. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I think the argument for that <laughs> is w- when, when a woman like puts words like whores in her song and stuff, it's reclaiming words that typically men are throwing at you in a derogatory way. So if you're the one that's got ownership over the whores as words, or maybe literally in your song, then you know you you like retain or regain that power sort of that's maybe been taken from you kind of like um like yeah, reclaiming we, the word yeah, bitch. oh i thought yeah. you were i thought you were going somewhere else with it but yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> the, um but but yeah I, I i do feel like i totally see what you're saying although i will just say it's about having the freedom to speak about female anatomy like that in a way that you never hear it spoken about unless it's like hypersexualized and only coming out of a man's mouth, mm-hmm. you know? But if like a woman gets to be the one that's talking about it, it's like, if I, if anyone's going to talk about this shit, if anyone's talking about my wet ass pussy, it's me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know it's if like, that's the, I don't know if that's the best selling point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it's if that's a great- just, the vulgarity of it too becomes like revolutionary you know it's like yeah. some pacifica radio shit or whatever some yeah. george carlin shit i mean don't get me wrong i'm not on some some like ben shapiro like i my morality is offended my- by it. Like, i don't care i listen to the most gangster ass rap ever i don't give a fuck i just i wasn't particularly impressed by the cleverness of the song yeah you know? sure sure i'd be surprised if that was the, the what they were going for <laughs> yeah because i mean <laughs> Missy Elliott's been been vulgar forever, but she wasn't talking about pussies. She was talking about big dicks and twerking them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I think is so cool about this song specifically is like when I was listening to it, it reminds me a lot of the Missy Elliott that I know. It's uh-huh. like a throwback in a lot of ways. I am very, very, very white throughout most of my like musical consumption as well. So I don't have a super great Rolodex of history and like culture behind things um, or really like other genres of music. Other than, I mean, like my favorite band growing up was Coldplay. So whatever <laughs> that tells you, <laughs> they're not bad. Yes, they're not bad. Not really. Not bad. Well, not bad. Like I, was... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't rock their shit. You know, I'm on that Wu Tang son, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, which... everyone. This oh, yeah. is two white people making a podcast. If you've forgotten. <laughs> Speaking of, of the Wu Tang Clan, though, did you hear? You, you know the the ice cream jingle. Yes. The, did you hear? Did you know that they had racist origins? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember what the the story is, but apparently, if you go back way, way, way back, the origin of that jingle has some kind of racism to it. So, huh. so some ice cream company hired the RZA from Wu Tang Clan to write a new ice cream jingle that's going to go in all the ice cream trucks. Oh shit! That's yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so cool apparently all the ice cream trucks around the country are going to implement this new jingle and what's cool about it is like he played it totally straight he didn't make it like like a wu-tang song or some gangster shit like it it legitimately sounds it's like a bing, ba, ding, da, dee, 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 dee. but but it's written but it's written by the rizza the abbot bobby Steele, bob digi dude that's gonna be so dope so now when kids are getting molested at least they'll have a dope soundtrack like, yeah i love it I love it. Who has? When's the last time you saw an ice cream truck? Uh, pretty recently. Really? I feel like I don't see them in North Park. 
Well, uh, last time I saw one was probably driving around doing Postmates in different neighborhoods. But yeah, I uh, see it from time to time. That makes sense. I wish they were a bigger thing again, minus the pedophilia. Uh, okay, here's... I don't even know if that's a real verifiable thing. It just seems like it happens a lot, but who it knows? It seems like it. There are certain right? jobs that it I has think... To. But I mean, that, that applies to priests, teachers, sure. Sure. ice cream delivery people, anybody, daycare people. Uh, anybody. Ice cream delivery people? Yeah, the guys that drive the trucks that you're talking about. Like anybody. Oh, that- got it. I was thinking like delivery as in like DoorDash or Uber Eats for ice cream. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> got it. Yes. But anybody who, who chooses uh, a career that puts them in close proximity alone with children is suspect. It is. And that, it really that, is. And that's not saying I'll bet 95% of teachers and ice cream people are on the up and up. But God, I hope are, it's more than that. <laughs> people are specifically choosing those jobs to be close to children. Right. Right. But then, I mean, you could say the same thing for like gynecologists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess dentists would be another another place that you'd have like access Cause, to kids. Because the gas. Oh, God, that's so dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's the world, everybody. All right. Uh, Should we get into our first segment? God damn it. Yes, let's do it. All right. Hell yeah. Let's get to the I disagree mail. All right. For this segment of I disagree mail, everybody, which is the segment where you, the listener, the follower, the provocateur, get to write into us specifically with your qualms, issues, uh, your disagreements. Your agreements also. This could be an agree mail segment. But hit us up on Twitter at the at the I Disagree Pod. Or you can email us at the I Disagree Podcast at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you agree with us on or if you disagree with us on something, throw some shade, do whatever, man. Just fucking or woman or person. And do whatever, you know, do your darndest to us. We like to hear different opinions. That's why we started this whole podcast. So please hit us up. And with that being said, if you do hit us up. <laughs> Don't delete the tweet because we still get to see the history of deleted tweets. And so today, in honor of that exact occurrence, we will be reading an I disagree mail that was tweeted and then deleted. (laughs) And we're not going to respect the delete. We're moving forward. We are not going to we are not going to reveal who this anonymous anonymous submission is from but we see out there we see the flames you're throwing and have the courage of your convictions to stand by it yes yes we do and i really <laughs> we love this person we know the listener uh but that's the funniest yeah. thing about it like why'd you delete it we're friends i know we're all we're just hanging out but here it was okay from anonymous you know who you are at jordan's confused that's my twitter handle what the fuck Will you knock it off with a Bernie crap? You are the worst! Exclamation point. Also, when Steve gets really high-pitched, it's great. He is great. But you... Maybe next time, no talking. Hashtag Steve. Ugh. Mm. Okay, I'm trying to think. So first of all, I thought that was a perfect tweet. I, I see no reason to delete it. I liked everything about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's fine. I think... Telling well, me I liked it because he said I was great and you sucked. Fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, I, you know, as someone that lives in a cesspool of self-deprecation, sometimes to see it actually manifested in front of you like that, just it, it puts realities together in a way that finally makes sense almost, you know? <laughs> so I, I welcome being shit on. But this says, knock it off with the Bernie crap. You are the worst. I think... 
I will never knock it off with the Bernie crap ever. And that is what I have to say to that. I disagree. I will never back it back it off. Well, I will never back off the Bernie crap because I can't. Everyone else is backing off the Bernie crap. And it's not like I'm Bernie or bust. I'm not telling anybody I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm not saying don't vote for Joe Biden. You know, I just fucking love Bernie. I love him so much. He's single handedly. And this is the shit that I imagine this anonymous person is asking me to knock off is what I'm about to <laughs> like. He single handedly pulled the entire Democratic Party to the left. One hundred percent through his complete resolve for his entire career. He was inspirational to other people that are starting to do that, too. And now they're doing it together. And it's like this really fucked up game of tug of war where it was just old man Bernie on his own, just with all these fucking rope burns on his poor little calloused hands, his poor little his, uh, his hands that he always holds up. He needs those hands. They've been pulling rope for too long on his own. Now we've got AOC. We've got the squad. We've got other people. And those people truly, I think, for them, especially as women, to have to carve out that space on their own would have been harder if, and I hate to give credit to a white man like this, if Bernie did not open up that door for progressives to walk through. And that is why I will never shut the fuck up about Bernie. Also, he's from Vermont, which is my state, and I fucking love him and Vermont. And uh, that's all. That's all. I thought you were from Nevada. I am from Nevada. I was born in Vermont, and so oh, all my dad, yeah, all my dad's uh, family is in Vermont. My dad went to UVM. So, I visit. <laughs> so as, as, aside from from the Bernie part, yeah, how do you feel about the tweet itself being deleted? You know, I'm a manic tweeting deleter. Oh, are you? Yeah, for sure. So I get it. <laughs> I, I deleted saw- a tweet yesterday. You did? Yeah. What was it? So you know how I told you I've been trolling Chris Ward, my councilman? Yeah. So <laughs> any, anything he tweets, I respond to it like, yeah, but what are you going to do about the mental illness crisis in, in, in East Village? No uh-huh. matter what he tweets, I'm just like, hey, this is your only job. Your district is a disaster. And he tweeted something yesterday about like uh, the city's putting funds into like converting hotels into housing for the homeless to like compensate what they're doing with the convention center already yeah and then he tweeted some article about that and i read it and i thought i got to the end but the end was just an ad and when you get past the ad there's more to the article so i, re- I replied to him like hey that's great and all but what are you gonna do about the mental illness man just putting people in a hotel room doesn't doesn't address that they still need mental health care but then if you, if you actually look in the article at the very bottom it says there's gonna be like 50 million dollars allocated to mental health services so i just kind of oh. i quietly deleted my <laughs> <laughs> did no part of you think hey maybe i'll like say sorry in a public comment ah, no because no? i because he tweeted something else today and i hit him again that what you hit him again with negativity this was more like neutral because any if he tweets anything relating to the homelessness issue downtown then i'm just gonna reply back and be like great start but but if he tweets anything that's not directly addressing the fucking absolute crisis that's going on in his district like he's talking about <laughs> museum names or post boxes going missing or some bullshit like that it's like dude you were the council member for district three there's fucking a, a sea of homeless people everywhere barking at the moon that need mental health care and you're tweeting about fucking nonsense so it, two things he could tweet something unrelated and i hit him hard or he can tweet something about homelessness and i offer tepid support sure <laughs> all right and so and so you're saying no i will never give you any sort of 
credit or satisfaction of apologizing for not seeing that your full plan actually did encompass the thing that I bitch about. Instead, I will delete it and come back tomorrow in full force. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. That's fine. I, I, I respect that just as, as your own advocate, even well, if. <laughs> and here's the thing about it, Jordan, because he's not, he's not a blue check mark. He's just the council member for District 3 in San Diego. He's got like 200 Twitter followers. That's so crazy how much power he has. Like how that is the jurisdiction when you talk about like the San Diego economy and in, in, in general, or just when you think about commerce and tourism and stuff, it's his district mm-hmm. largely not to discount all of the work everybody and all the districts are doing. Obviously it's like every single district is really important and has its own things, but just yeah, but in, in terms of San Diego. Yeah. In terms of money making for San Diego and bringing in tourism and money, it's downtown right. and the beach. And you know? where all the eyes are on too. Mm-hmm. Like you talk but, about our homeless crisis and it's like people experiencing homelessness. It is fucking crazy. It's so yeah. bad. And it's embarrassing having people visit from out of town. Cause you want to take them downtown, but like, they're like, dude, do you live in a third world country? Okay. All right. First off, it's a developing nation. Second off, do you like, you feel like you're taking them into some dirty house. Like, oh, you have to, you have to excuse this man. He's having yeah. a break. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sorry we didn't like clean up before we got here. Some fucking dirty tube socks in the corner or something. Like, you have to take personal responsibility yeah. for the tidiness level. Of- <laughs> but where, where I was going with that, though, he only has, like, 200 Twitter followers. And he, he doesn't tweet that often. And he doesn't get a lot of, like, likes and replies to his tweets because he doesn't have a big Twitter following. So I know he's seen every goddamn tweet I've sent him. And he's never replied to it, never responded to it. So, like, if he was actually engaging me, then maybe I would have left that tweet up and been like, oh, I noticed that thing in the end. Anyway, let's keep talking about it. But he's just completely ignoring one of his constituents that I know he sees. I understand if you got 10 million Twitter followers, you're not seeing random guy in your in your district. Dude, you're you're definitely seeing my tweets. Answer me. Your district's a disaster. Because it is really one of those issues here and in cities across the country. I know our listeners are in, you know, it's like homelessness is an issue in every single city. So if... Some more than others. Some more than others. Definitely. It be a predominantly West Coast problem, really. But Yeah. Well, I mean, like, fucking Palo Alto. I had a friend that used to work at a nonprofit that worked for, uh, they, they would, you know, apply for and, like, get and distribute grants and grant money to the homeless population and in Palo Alto and, like, that surrounding area. And my friend said that what they would just wind up doing with the money is just bust them down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. They would just take all the money and then just put them on a bunch of Greyhound buses and send them down here. And it's like, that's not a fucking solution. I feel like we've stumbled upon our main topic. Yeah, that's true, huh? (laughs) Seriously. Should we just run with this? Yeah, we could. But for the purpose of any sort of structure, should we circle Uh, back? Yeah, good point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe that could be a topic for next week. Sure. Or we can circle back this week. Who knows? We we'll see know how it goes. Going, there are no rules on the there I no rules. podcast. Yeah. Although I did kind of like our, we had a time sensitive topic for the main event. We'll see. Who knows what we're going to oh, end fuck. up on. Shit. Okay. All right. Anyways, everyone, we're going into our next segment. Oh, yeah. By the way. Hey, Anonymous, you coward on Twitter that tweeted and deleted. Come back at me. That's the ending of this segment. All right. Let's get into the warm up. <laughs> This is the warm-up segment where you listeners at home could submit topics to us. Um, if you are at the $5 tier or above on patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. We got a, we got a hot one this week from Veronica Wilder. 
and she says, I thought of it with all the exposed ball talk the other week. Um, the female nipples, should they remain so taboo or should they be allowed to be exposed like the male nipple? In real life and everywhere and online. Is that yeah. what we can assume? Okay. Anywhere where it's acceptable to see a man titty, should it be acceptable to see a woman woman titty as well? So at the beach, shit, like if, if I go running, I might take my shirt off and just run in shorts, but a woman yeah. can't do that. Comment. Sure. Did you just tell me to comment? <laughs> yes, I demand, I, <laughs> I demand it. I demand it. I mean, here's the thing. The whole free the nipple movement. Sometimes I do feel the way about clothes that the way I feel about borders. Why? Why do we have them? You know, but to that same degree, it would be one of those things where everybody in the social contract would have to agree to just walking around with their nipples out. I feel otherwise you would be opening yourself up to some man jerking off of you walking around in the corner. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of how I'd feel at which point I don't think I'd take myself up on that, on the, the societal offer to do so. Mm -hmm. It'd have to be an all or nothing sort of thing. In which case you'd almost have a free the nipple mandate, which kind of is counterintuitive <laughs> to free the nipple. <laughs> yeah. You, you've just entrapped the nipple in another deadly cycle. Yes. In another dimension. <laughs> One of freedom, but is it free if it's forced? Hmm. Mm. What about that, you libertarian fuck? I, I agree with you. <laughs> I have I have several thoughts on free the nipple. Um, yeah. One, I, personally, I don't give a shit. Like, you, you guys want to walk around with your titties out? Great. Just understand. God, that I hate titties. I hate that word. Well, <laughs> we love them. <laughs> and that leads me to my second point. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to walk around with them out, just understand that we are masturbating to that later. Just understand okay. that. Okay. Well, see, so this is where, I mean, that's creepy what you just said, you know? This is why the entire cover the nipple thing was invented to begin with. No, 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 no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You don't think I could masturbate to a man's bare chest or whatever he's allowed to show? You could, but not. not... Yeah, 100%. Well, okay. Well, that then that's another thing. You telling me that as a man does not change my opinions about having my nipples exposed at all and i don't I, sorry go ahead I, as guys we don't oh you guys are you guys are rubbing the bean thinking about us great you know i, I think really, i feel like you might have a different perspective though as a woman I, yeah i really think the only reason you think that is because your whole gender hasn't been like literally raped by society for like all of its existence right so then yeah, when you bring up something, you know, as like a natural consequence of certain behavior or whatever, victim blaming aside, that is just also like easy for you to say, you know, because to you, like, have you ever have you ever had someone like expose themselves to you in like a creepy way? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Homeless dudes all the time. I, I saw I saw a homeless guy's dick. La I think I talked about it on the last podcast. Last time I was ranting about Chris Warden is fucking incompetent <laughs> district. You can't maybe have that's how, maybe that's how you can get to him, Steve. Just keep taking pictures of all the penises that you've had in your field of vision unwantedly, yeah. and then just like haunt his household with them or something. Just like slide one under his door every single day for the next yeah. like 365 days. <laughs> I mean, I've seen so many homeless guys jerking off in so many different places 
Yeah. Okay. I don't want to minimize your experience and how traumatizing that may have been for you. It However, wasn't at all, but okay. Well, was- because like it sounds like you just saw a dick. It wasn't exposed to you with the intention of making you feel creeped out and weird. Like, here's my dick. You know. Well, I mean, there's certainly fucking guy guys being stupid at parties pulling their dick out and shit like that or there's there's the game uh you seen that movie waiting where you have to have your like it's kind of like the circle game but you got to have your ball sack exposed and trick right. your friends into looking at your nuts right <laughs> so i mean i'm, I'm yeah it's it's, it's, it's not the same though because there's no sexual threat behind it again you guys made that playful for whatever weird homoeroticism that you have <laughs> in, in your bro circles where no one can be gay but you can have a game where you look at each other's ball sack uh-huh. i think I think um, it's it's a yeah it's a it's again just like a different a different scenario because with like I always see free the nipple protests like or I, or I would not always anymore sadly that movement seems to be dying at a rapid rate at Agreed. least in, in my circles but uh, <laughs> but it was like if it was on college on, on our college campus or something you know no part of me ever felt inclined to join them. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means I'm a bad feminist or what, nope. but I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this because like, maybe it's because I'm honestly uncomfortable being sexualized. That's definitely a part of my personality. And you might, it might be that you have dignity and respect for yourself. No, 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 no. That's the, again, that's the whole point is it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexualized thing. So not necessarily, but I'm, I'm thinking a lot of that free the nipple shit is just exhibitionism. Like a lot of them are just getting off on showing their tits. Let's, let's be real. I mean, statistically, I'm sure you're right. Some of the people in there, if there was any way to measure how much they really had their fucking boob skin in the game, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were more just there to like show their titties maybe but also maybe that is the reason and that's totally fine yeah that's fine we'll look but and again i'm who's wheel men, men or the rest of the world it's not all for you guys i think in that particular case it kind of is though no no who's the message for the message i imagine is men don't have to cover their nipples and neither should women just because our nipples also have other purposes behind them uh purposes that move through them we shouldn't have different rules on how we can present them right but i'm saying that would be a message from women to men saying listen yeah typically probably (laughs) you know it's not women saying other women hey we need to be able to show our tits because it's not women being like, eh, cover that up. Right. Unless it's, of course, at the recruiting desk, which is just a woman sitting there without a shirt on, which is very hard to take seriously. The recruiting desk? Yeah, I'm just kidding. They don't have one of those. I was just joking. Uh, like I, thought you meant, I thought you meant for the army you're talking about for the free the nipple yeah, protest. No, for <laughs> recruiting into the women's army. <laughs> <laughs> but it always, those, those things always trip me out because first, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't like seeing tits, you know? And right, I had true. a... I, I had a bit that I was working on about this, about like the free the nipple movement and how they're like pretending like their titties are Nelson Mandela or some shit. Like, ah. Oh my God. (laughs) But like the whole idea behind it, like we like seeing exposed tits and it's a form of protest against our sexism and male oppression. You're going to show us your tits for free. So what you're saying is if I keep being sexist, you'll keep showing your tits. You may have actually just uh, 
identified some sick cycle there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the punchline of the bit, which never worked, is like, okay, so fellas, how, how sexist do we have to be to see their buttholes? <laughs> oh my god, it's a very steep punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a 50-50 joke, I had to drop it, but I like sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I guess I really I would really need to sit down and have a conversation with the free the nipple representative. Maybe Veronica, if you identify as one, hit me up because I need I need to know I need to know, I guess, like I just need to talk through that a little bit more, I think. I'm certainly not against it. My only barrier is my bra. All right. I'm not against it either, but for different reasons than you. Right. Well, even like Black's Beach, you know, that's like a beach in San Diego. That's a nude beach. And it's the only beach in San Diego. I've been not naked, though, because they do drum circles there a lot. So we would go down there, you know, just high and drunk as fuck, just stumbling Uh down cliffs from college, very unsafe, and just arrive on this beach. And um, some people are naked, some people are not. But I, I never got naked there. Because I think, I guess maybe I just have a thing with like being naked. Because even when it's like fully allowed, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that either. It's weird. I went one time. It was. Did I you mean, get naked? Yeah. I mean, I first of all, I brought a girl with me. So right? when you fucking go there, you better bring some chicks with you. Because there's enough goddamn dudes. It's just dudes going by themselves. It is a lot of elderly single white men. Yeah. And so what? there's also like a a, a a gay part of the beach. Apparently, if you keep going down, you get to the part where it's, I guess, the, the gay nude beach or something. Cool. Which is, yeah, which is fine. Because that's where we went. Because like, they ain't going to fuck with us over here, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but I just remember, th- like, there's so many old dudes there. And like three or four smoking hot chicks too. I'm thinking that must be where like strippers go to tan or something. Cause like there, there was like a whole bunch of old guys and then like three or four like smoking hot chicks. But anyway, yeah. and I'm there with this girl, right? And fucking creeper ass dudes kept coming up and talking to us, like trying to be like, have normal conversations. Like, Oh, is this your first time here? You want us to take some pictures for you? And I'm like, dude, fuck off. I did not come here to talk to guys with our dicks out. You know what I mean, but I mean, again, to be fair, you were on the gay section of the beach. No, this was before that. Oh, got it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, this sorry. is walking down that, and got I'm it. not even sure. Uh, that's just what I was told that there's a gay part of the beach, and that makes sense based on what I saw. It seemed like one part of the beach was gayer than the rest, but I don't know. I'm not going up and asking people either, you know. But it wasn't one of your friends that saw a man smiling and was like, "Oh, I guess this is the gay part of the beach." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might not even be true, but I, I think that's a thing. But yeah but again like then again is he being creepy coming up talk to us because there's this whole community of nudists and i'm the outsider me and that girl the outsider you know yeah but but this is where i call bullshit because i'm a man and i know why you're really here dude so don't come up here talk hey we get it man you're allowed you're not a nudist man yeah i'm still a man like yeah get out of here pal i know what you're doing who knows maybe they're actually just fully transformed in the brain and they're a nudist man, and they saw you, and they thought new friends, and then they just were earnestly mm. looking got, forward to integrating your naked butts into their lives. I got a feeling if uh, if I if I didn't have a, a a hot young lady with me who was naked, they would not have been talking to me. I could be wrong. Well, there's I only one way wrong. to test that theory, Steve. I guess you're right. You got to go there naked, alone. I will report back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, bring a GoPro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can strap it onto your dick. That'll be fine. 
know when there's a pretty person around. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why is it like, yeah. <laughs> Why am I looking at the sky all of a sudden? What kind of weird perspective <laughs> is this? Uh, okay. It's like, I know what they're doing, which is fine because everybody there accepts it. Hey, we're all naked and we're looking at other naked people. It's great. But don't pretend like you're not you're not titillated you're not excited to get to see some tits and some some ass like stop sure. it stop lying sure that is an interesting thing because it's like well do you do you accept that the body and all of its parts you know do sort of like carry this sexual embodiment to them or do you try to turn that off and just say no a body is a body and i'm just here with my body i think people would you could f- probably find people that think about it always maybe women no, yeah not, not too many men no Man, not, you're, uh, you're very cynical about your gender and i am well, here for it and, uh, yeah well I'm, and i'm not i don't think there's anything <laughs> fucking wrong with us being attracted and excited by seeing naked women like that's no that's how the human species is propagated throughout time you know it is totally. what it is it's so, just I, when you start mouth breathing and stuff that it gets weird explain uh, a mouth breather. It's just like a general, like, like creepy, like. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was a more widely used term. So, uh, I'm not saying that if you're at the nude beach or you're at the, like a free the nipple march and you see some titties, she's gonna be like, "Hey, nice titties!" and start jerking off. Yeah, be mm-hmm. respectful. Fucking, you know, take a quick peek. You know, try to look at the corner of your eye. If you're wearing like a, a polarized sunglasses, you know, maybe you can get a little bit longer peek, and they won't know. Eh, that's fine. But just don't pretend like you're not looking. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Behave yourself. Be a fucking adult. Act like a human being and not an animal. But just don't pretend like you ain't excited to see some tits. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Or I wonder if we could get to a place in society where you would just walk up to someone and then just similar to how you compliment a dress, be like, you have lovely tits. And then just walk away. And they'd be like, <laughs> thank you, sir. Nice I'm, ball sack. I've certainly you got <laughs> They're tipping hats because for some reason they're butt ass naked. <laughs> hats on. Hats. <laughs> well, how about we do another warm up topic? All right, yeah. So th- <laughs> I think that covers that. Uh, we got we got one from Eric Mickelson. Hell yeah! He, he wants to know what age should uh we start should students start doing sex education? When should this that be taught great. in school? I like how adjacent this is to. Mm-hmm sexual talk (laughs) let's bring the kids into it why don't we Um, (laughs) what age what do you think i think i don't know what age do kids hit puberty i think about then i remember 12 or 13 was the first sex-based education that i ever got me too they had one day they had one day for the girls and one day for the guys did they Mm -hmm. do the same thing it might have been a week but they separated the boys and girls into different classrooms and played a bunch of videos Yes, exactly. Which I thought was so funny that they thought they could just do that all in one day. They're like, yeah, well, surely someone here's gotten a boner. So I guess we should just do this program for everyone. But it was it was so it was so like, I mean, they to be not- honest, there's not that much to teach, though. Like, yeah, because I got- it's not like they're teaching them technique and shit. It's just like wear condoms. This is how the penis works. This is how the vagina works. This is how babies happen wear yeah. condoms this is what diseases are and everything else yeah, figure it out yourself yeah I, I do i do think that our society is plagued by a very like sex negative culture and i think if you could find a way to educate students earlier and more in depth in a way that was sex positive that could eliminate a lot of the like 
sexual violence that happens and just misogyny and like you know different fucked up ideas of, of so you things think, you think earlier than puberty mm, maybe maybe not i think fifth grade is a good because also as an educator of of any group of people you have to think like when is this person going to be able to be more receptive to this information and i and i think yeah like if you try to do it anytime before then I don't know. You have to. You have to at least have that one kid that's in the corner, all quiet, looking down, because he's like, "Oh, I get boners too," you know. And then <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, "Take this seriously, guys. Timmy's hurting." <laughs> but I think it's 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 unhelpful in general. Like I health in like the health class and the the drugs unit and the sex ed unit. I really do not think I learned too much other than. I have the image of a blue waffle STD just like burned in my brain because they taught sex ed like they taught drug abstinence in there, which was just to like scare you with things. Mm-hmm. And none of it was like it was, you know, it was all about abstaining. It wasn't about like if you choose to have sex, you know, how you could do it safely. Like they should they should have entirely had a different curriculum. So maybe my issue isn't with like the time that they teach it, but just how and for the duration too. They try to cram it into small amounts of time. It's like, this is the whole basis of humanity, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't human sexuality. It's like so important. I think. So what 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 do you think they should cover that they didn't cover in your class? I I think they need to have a less scary way to talk about and like less stigmatizing way to talk about STDs and STIs and stuff. I guess those are the same thing, right? They're the same thing, what's right? An, what's an STI? STI is like infection versus disease. I thought it was just like a name change just to to be like more uh, inclusive, less stigmatizing per se. I don't know. Anyways, I think I think that they they taught they taught STIs in a very scary way. They taught abstinence first and pretty much like abstinence only. And they didn't talk about sexual violence hardly at all. Uh, they didn't talk about how like sex can be sort of like used against people as leverage or like sexual assault. I just thought there was a whole there were so many things that they could have talked about, but they focused on like don't have sex and don't get chlamydia and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember were, what they talked about in mine. Honestly. Were you fine, really? Yeah, I haven't. I don't remember. I remember. I remember the week, but I don't remember what was what was taught. Yeah. Why do you remember the week, <laughs> but not what was taught? Uh, I mean, I just, I just remember that the boys and girls are separated, you know. Yeah. And I remember there was a bunch of giggling. Yeah. <laughs> so there must have been something funny in those videos, like boners or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> My grandma gave me a book that was I like you were a cartoon. She gave me a boner. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was like a cartoon sex ed book and it was called something some shit i don't know my mom would remember what it was because she was like traumatized and my grandma tried to give it to me but yeah basically just like uh pictures of little cartoon kids getting boners and their cheeks flushing <laughs> that was that was like as what much, yeah yeah and it was like yeah sometimes johnny feels weird in his in his pants or whatever and then Johnny would just be hanging his head, you know, and then like the next thing, there'd be like a little cartoon boner. It was very interesting, but that wasn't super helpful. <laughs> I think that's about the same amount of education I got in class too. 
Like, yeah, they just need to do so much more. Anatomy-wise, stigma-wise, public health-wise. I feel like no one wants to take on that unit seriously because it makes people uncomfortable or something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like at this point, though, it's it's almost too late. Like, kids, by the by the time kids get to puberty and have sex ed class now, I'll bet they know more than their teachers at this point with the fucking That's internet. That's true, the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're, no. we're, we're old and we're thinking, especially me, I'm thinking back, like, when I was taking sex ed in fifth grade, we barely had fucking computers. Now, yeah. like, I thank God, too. Thank God I didn't have access to fucking pornography when I was eight. Jesus Christ. Oh, gee, yeah, you're the freak? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I just, it, it's amazing to me that what's available to you on a cell phone, to any human being alive, if they have a cell phone, they can access the dirtiest shit ever, sometimes on accident. And you got yeah. kids walking around with cell phones. And it's like, eh, I think we've 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 already jumped we've already jumped the shark in terms of sex ed for these kids. Like, you they don't know. think that that would hypersexualize them from a young age? What do you mean? If they, well, I guess you're not suggesting. Never mind. Oh, you're not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if I wonder if it is a good thing. I guess that's what I'm running through in my head. Like, probably not. Is it probably probably not? It can't be, right? No, no. And that's kind of count that runs sort of counter to my point of like normalizing sex early on. But well, I guess porn is not normal at all. No, that's the How thing. About this? We make sex videos for eight-year-olds. I think this is a winning idea. We'll go on Shark Tank. We'll make eight-year-old friendly porn. Any takers, Steve? You have money. You have expendable income. I'll give you equity. Sex goody. He's <laughs> going off of the screen. Just <laughs> sick himself physically from this idea. It's a bit. Come back. All right, I'm bitch. back. That's <laughs> just slowly sliding off screen there. <laughs> All right, we're going to move into our main event here, everyone. Your main event, our main event is the main event. It's the bigger argument that we have after our petty nipple warm up ones. And. Uh, so typically we find these, we find these topics on our own. If you want to suggest your own main event topic, that is a patron tier. If you would like to do that, go to patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. You can sign up for the tier that lets you dictate what we wind up arguing about on this podcast. Uh, but today we, we stumbled on one in the beginning, which we often do. And we don't often circle back to it. And I'd like to circle back to this issue of, uh, homelessness, experiencing homelessness, and like the the best, I mean, there's like so there's a million different facets to this conversation, but we haven't talked about it yet. And we live in San Diego, and like San Diego arguably has the biggest homeless problem, like by far on the West Coast. No, 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 no. San Diego is actually a fucking haven compared to other parts of California, like L.A. and San Francisco, or make East Village look clean, like. Yeah, San, I guess Diego's, I San Diego's fucking watching. terrible, but go ahead. That's true. I, I've just heard that all cities bust to San Diego, and that's why the problem is so bad here. But you're absolutely right. L.A. is fucking horrible, especially. Horrible. San Francisco yeah, LA is even worse. Horrible. That's true. That's true. I guess in San Diego, the issue seems to be, like, extra compounded because the ratio, like, of veterans that are homeless is super super high here and that that just feels extra egregious because we're like a naval base and super military kind of like town so the fact that so many of the veterans here are f- homeless is, is that the case I, did, I didn't know that mm-hmm. more yeah, so have, than more so than other cities 
the the amount the percentage yeah I the proportion effect but i do think i do think that san diego specifically has like an extra 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 bad veteran homelessness problem mm. um but anyways yes you're you're totally right like fucking tent city and shit in la uh, skid row it's so bad it's it's literally city block after city block after city block of just tent encampments and even before you get to downtown LA, just like every you're driving down the highway, every single underpass you go to, every fucking side street is is, is tent encampments. And San Francisco's even worse, and San Diego's getting there. And San, downtown San Diego is already pretty bad. But I definitely don't want to see San Diego turn into San Francisco. That's hell on earth. San Francisco well, so, is hell on earth. So what do you think <laughs> it really like is? i love san francisco <laughs> um, you like you like the idea of san francisco because you, you, you roll in you, you you see you see all the, the rolling hills and the greenery and these awesome skyscrapers and the fog rolling in from the bay and all the cool fucking bridges and all the cool architecture and you're like oh man this town is so hip and cool but then you lower your your line of sight down to the street level and you're like oh i'm in hell all right they're in hell you're fine <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, I'm just visiting, sure. <laughs> well, what do you think cuz we were talking about this a little bit in the beginning. What do you what do you think is the number one reason for people and I'm going to say people experiencing homelessness because that is the uh better way to say it at this point in time, I believe. As to what? Instead of labeling someone as homeless, you say someone experiencing homelessness. Okay, whatever. Cool. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I think I think in in Europe they call it living rough. I believe. Do but, they? Yeah, I think that's what it's called over there, living rough. Mm. But what do I think the the number? Mm -hmm. It's 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 mental illness and drug addiction, and drug addiction is a form of mental illness, really. So it's mental illness. Like there's there's this fucking myth or this idea that a lot of the people experiencing homelessness is that what you, people experiencing homelessness are like poor folk that you know, they got laid off from their factory job and they couldn't find another gig and everything fell through for them and they had a run of bad luck and they ended up on the streets. That may be the case for some certain percentage of homeless people, but for, by and large, it's people that legitimately are incapable of taking care of themselves. Do, what about, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What about the people though, that that happens in like small steps over time? Like it, it's those moments, but over and over and over again until they find themselves in th that situation. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that, that some percentage of people experiencing homelessness, that would be their case. And like different parts of San Diego have different forms of people experiencing homelessness. Like you go to, you go to the beach and it's a whole different kind. It's, yeah. it's like a lot of like, what do they call them? Like gutter punk kids. Right. They're almost choosing to live this way, like living off the grid. And It is hard. <laughs> it is hard to go to Ocean Beach and see the kids that are hanging down there and that are like... Um, like there are some there are like some video or like shows that will make fun of that that sort of profile of like a person because uh, yeah it, it like they'll like they they'll they'll become like upset with like the quality of, of like goods that maybe someone would offer them or something mm -hmm. yeah. i laugh just because it's like juxtaposed to you know who i think you're talking about when we talk about downtown san diego uh schizophrenics 
uh, people, people people having clear delusions, yelling at the moon, spazzing out, like having convulsions, like clear, severe mental illness. The kids in OB are just like, I do wonder what everyone's got their own story though. Right. So like I do, I really can't tell you a single story that I've heard of kids that are like that in ocean beach, but, but yeah, it is just very, it is very interesting and I'm sure it's an entirely different profile. And it's important to yeah. think about, though, when you think about solutions and you think about like what what kind of life circumstances tend to lead to the most people that wind up experiencing homelessness. It's mm. like um, I do think, though, there's a lot of people that don't exhibit crazy. You know, I, when I say crazy, I just mean the, the caliber, not uh, as a substitute for an actual diagnosis. But I mean, I'll say it. I, <laughs> I live people, down here. You know, I mean, some of these motherfuckers are crazy. Sure. Again, it's just like it's a not a mor- that's not a moral judgment. It just is what it is. Right. I just know that's also like a stigmatized word. Just trying to take away the stigmatized <laughs> words, you know. Which, I by the way, for adopting the experiencing homelessness thing so quickly, even though for the whole beginning of the episode, I was not saying that myself. So <laughs> you really, you really jumped on that train with me, and I really appreciate that. Seriously. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of folks that I see that aren't in a state where they are, you know, like actively living in a sort of schizophrenic, psychotic space, you know, Mm. there are, there are just a bunch of people who just were like super down on their luck over and over and over again, didn't have the resources, you know? So then I guess the only reason I'm, I'm bringing that up because mental health, I think that there's that the it's actually the race and socioeconomic <laughs> lens that needs to be looked at first to fix that issue. I see a lot of white male homeless people or white males experiencing home. Can we just say homeless? It's too clunky. I'm sorry. You're your own person. You're your own person. You can say whatever you want to say. All right. I will just I, judge you here for the rest of the podcast, even though I did the exact same thing for the first time. <laughs> I see a lot of uh, white men living rough. Right. So it's, I mean, it's not all race and, I mean, I actually, I I very rarely see, I see way more homeless or living rough men than I do women. Have you heard, I do too. Have you heard that Chappelle joke when he talks about like white people going through the heroin pandemic though, and how he's just like kind of looking on it with virtually no sympathy because when, when black communities were experiencing like their crack crack yeah. you know, pandemic like no one gave a shit so now he's like sitting here seeing the white people having issues with drugs and like oh i'm so sorry that must be so <laughs> fucking tough oh no you know and i i feel like when i i hear people say that when they're thinking when they're talking about white men experiencing homelessness a lot of it is like oh meth addict you know and it's kind of just like they're like written off as like crazy people that did too many drugs because Typically, we don't associate a white person with like facing a lot of socioeconomic struggle, mm-hmm. or at least statistically. But I think that's obviously not true. Also, there's a lot of white people that grow up super poor and that are exposed to like bad influences and don't have the resources to like not go down those paths as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I guess you got to break it down into categories, but I think the the biggest one is is mental health and drug addiction which i think go hand in hand and then after that you've got you know economic issues or or lack of affordable housing and things like that but i think the number one priority 
you gotta take care of the mental health issue. Like those people are literally a threat to themselves and others by being just allowed to roam the streets. They they need to be institutionalized. They need to be given help. Now the 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 kids, the gutter punks in in OB that are just living the punk rock life on the street. Hey, don't litter. Don't do heroin openly. Don't break the law. Don't panhandle, and you can be homeless. Whatever. And when, once we get like the people with clear issues have their that problem fixed. Then we can move on to like the kids in OB and like, hey, dude, why don't you want to get a job? I feel like those kids wind up causing more issues than the profile of someone that you're talking about downtown, though. Like the amount of times I've been yelled at and seen people have shit like thrown at them by the kids in Ocean Beach versus the interactions that I would have with someone downtown are are, like a lot different. Just talking Uh, about like people in downtown need to be institutionalized more so than than for those. their own safety for their own safety like how like i don't understand how like a functioning society can see a guy with no shoes bloody feet and and clearly like raving at the moon just on a city street at four o'clock in the morning and be like yeah it just is what it is i know i don't i don't i'm with you on that it's it's like being surrounded by this issue that's so heartbreaking and like I said, like the the kid, like the the kids in OB that are choosing that lifestyle. Well, hey, you're a free American. You want to live off the grid? Go for it, man. Don't don't come asking me for money or help. Yeah. But you're 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 making your own choice. And if you ever want to get a job or something, I'm happy to help you fucking clean your act up. But like the people with mental illness and like heroin addiction, like they need immediate help now. You know what sucks though is I hear that institutions just wind up being like horrible and their recidivism rates into, into those places are really bad too. So it's like whatever options they do have also seem to not be working even when people do get sent to them. Well, that's apparently how the whole crisis started. Uh, and I've heard two versions of this. One version says it happened in the eighties because of Reagan. And one version says it happened in the seventies because of the ACLU. I'm not sure which is right. I can't see I an care. ideological divide there. <laughs> well, well, I'm not sure which is right, and I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't matter to me who you want to pin the blame on. Like, if, if it was Reagan, turned out he was wrong. So what, what what they're saying is, around that time period, they started just emptying out the asylums. and the insta- They called them asylums back then. Now they're mm-hmm. called mental health institutions. But they started emptying them out because... Uh, because it was it, it was considered like a civil rights issue because people totally. were being denied their freedoms there was inhumane conditions in this place and like how do you determine oh somebody could you could just arbitrarily d- d- deem someone insane and, and lock them up so i get it on principle like it, it makes sense to me but yo we've had 20 or 30 years uh and it turns out they were wrong because now our streets are overwhelmed with schizophrenics but the issue of people being like <sighs> I mean, first off, the criticisms that I hear of those spaces are they don't really listen to individualized needs. So people don't wind up getting the care that they need. They wind up being scary and violent places for people. So you'd have to fix all of those things before you'd be able to convince me that that would be like a good first move. I guess rehabilitation centers instead of institution institutions. Well, I mean, I use the term institutions loosely. Like, yeah, and it carries it, it, a lot of weight, that word. Well, any kind of facility that has trained mental health providers and, I guess, pharmacists that can get these people medicated, a fucking shower, a meal, and maybe some counseling if they're even at a level of of 
comprehending reality where they can have a conversation with people. Cause some of these guys on the street, like literally, like I don't know how they feed themselves. And when I say that, I don't mean how do they afford food? I mean, I don't see how they understand how a sandwich works. Like if you handed them a sandwich, would they know to eat it? Like they're so far gone and I'm not trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something that I've seen in those communities is that they really look out for each other a lot actually too. So I think that that might kind of answer that question to some degree is, you know, even though, even though they're not like in a homing community, it's still a community. And I think that there's actually more of like a social safety net that they wind up setting up for themselves than anything they can even wind up getting from the city, which is fucked up. Which is fucked up. That's what I'm saying. That is fucked up. And this is coming from me, a person who wants the government to fucking stay out of everything. You know what I mean? But this is the case. Again, these people are outside the social contract. They can't like... Like there should be some kind it of shouldn't do- be just because they don't have a house. Well, no, because they can't function in society. Again, I'm not talking about the kids in OB. I'm talking about the guy but on the corner with no shoes barking at the moon. But there's like- a lot of people that live on that same corner though that aren't like barking at the moon, as you say. Sure, we'll get rid of the moon barkers first. Get those guys help first. That is that that get should be. Rid of- <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Get, I should say get them off the streets. I'm just but, kidding. Yeah, but th- that should be priority one. Get so that- day, I was gonna say day one, you take Chris Ward's seat. Fuck Chris Ward, he's gone. You've been elected. What's your first move? My first move. Okay, so I I, I look out my balcony and I see fucking human squalor everywhere, and then this giant amazing library dome like if if you're not familiar with downtown san diego they built this new library and uh it's got this dome on it it's like eight floors it's got like all kinds of multimedia shit and it must have cost who knows 500 million dollars and i'm just looking at that fucking thing every day like motherfucker i've got a kindle you spent 50 however many millions of dollars to build some library in in in, in this day and age, fuck a library, fucking retrofit that building, fill it with goddamn counselors and, and orderlies and, and psychiatrists and paid mental health professionals and put them in there. Like, first of all, why? And then if you go down to where the old library was, the old library on, I want to say it's on Broadway, the, the one that used to be the library before they built this new big expansive one. Now you go to the old one. It's not being used right now. It's just an abandoned building, an abandoned city building. And meanwhile, it, every single day in front of it is just lined with tents and, is, and people living rough. Well, this the city building is being unused. Is this the city building that apparently was bought and then just like never developed? It's just been sitting there like empty. It's got to be that building. You're, I, talk, you're talking about the ash, the, the, the building on Ash Street, that controversy. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. I think if you're, you're talking about something else, that building is being used, but there was some kind of scheme behind it when they okay. sold the building and moved all I the just city know that That's like a very contentious issue that the mayor, mayoral debates are kind of hinging on right now is like Barbara Breeze trying to say yeah. that she was, she'll like fix that whole situation. Um, anyways, but going back to you, first off, I agreed with some of the stuff you said and I disagreed with some of the stuff you said. All right. I really like the idea of turning because that library is fucking huge and pointless like that would have been dope in 1970 that's where we, I have, we to have internet because typically libraries aren't you know for people and families that can like afford for everyone to have a kindle and like keep it all stocked and stuff that's kind of like largely the point of a public library is to keep knowledge and information easily accessible to everybody you know yeah 
Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, I mean, I'm I'm saying Kindle to be to be cute about it, but I mean, internet, <laughs> like, the information is basically free nowadays. Like, if you if you have every all your other problems in your city fucking taken care of, and then you want to build some elaborate library just because it looks cool, the architecture, and it's a place for people to go or whatever, great. But you have not even come close to, to fixing all the problems in San Diego, and you spent all this money on a fucking library in 2020. <laughs> you have you're so angry towards the books. I want to. But because I I have them right here on my phone, like you have right. this giant building what that if, has funding. What if they keep a couple of the floors for the library, and then convert other floors of that space to services like that? Although then that becomes a logistical issue, of course. Well, <laughs> the, the irony of it all is that every public library in California is where homeless people go to hang out anyway. Right. They're already homeless shelters. How about put some actually some some mental health staff in there to you know what I mean? In some bunks, let that them sleep there. That is interesting. That's interesting to think about because going back to what I was just what I was just saying, like the the notion of a public library is that it's supposed to be a public space and a public resource. Typically, people that need and use public resources are people that don't have the money to go like extravagantly spending their cash and on private entities and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and and so I and that. In that sense, it's like you do want to you want to facilitate that sort of traffic into that space. That's kind of one of the reasons it's there is to support people that that, like I said, you know, have may have a harder time. So. But yeah, that that is totally I know exactly what building you're talking about. And I know like I see police go down there and try to clear it out, you know, when it was like closed during all of COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it open again right now at all? I don't know. Okay, but I know that they would, you know, it turned into like more or less a kind of people experiencing homelessness community and they would just like clear it out. And like that's kind of shitty and sort of mixed messaging, too, because it's like, well, it is a public library and it's not even open and you don't have other places to like help, Mm -hmm. you know, these folks. They just need to fix so fucking much. So I agree with you on having buildings large buildings with a large amount of public services i don't disagree in hating on or or i disagree on the hating on public libraries (laughs) well i mean i'm not against libraries but i am against building brand new super elaborate expensive ones if you want to build some just the fucking library in a in a strip mall whatever you know i don't care but like this is like a, a a significant impressive piece of architecture that's downtown and it's new and it's like how in 20 in this day and age. Well, that was indirectly voted on by the taxpaying citizens, was it not? I, I, I don't know. Either directly or direct. I'm not sure if that was a decision made by council members or something that we elected or if it was like put on. It was probably put on the ballot at some point in time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense to me. So th- th- that's that's where I'd start. Like, I'd, I'd be like, OK, so you're not anti-library. You're anti-big ass library. Y- yes. Well, okay. no, again. If, if, we're getting if, sorry i'm hanging us up on the library we don't have to well i mean like i said like i said if if the streets of san diego wasn't just overwhelmed with mentally ill drug addicts if the streets were clean and there are no problems and we got some extra money in the budget by all means build the most fabulous library imaginable but yo we ain't there yet so that that's one thing i do next thing i do I, like we kind of talked about this last time like when you do see police, they're just kind of rolling around in their cruiser. 
You know, they should be walking a beat. They should be trained adequately. They should be trained what to do when they encounter someone having a mental health episode. And they should have resources to call people in. But you should have people walking the streets. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'll see somebody freaking out on the corner having one of their, like, fucking fits of schizophrenic episodes and i just see a, a cop car just cruise by and i'm like mm-hmm. is, is is somebody gonna help this guy so there's this number i call it's called the the san diego clean and safe and they don't really have they can't really do much like i'll, I'll call them and be like you see the, there's the clean part and there's the safe part so if you see mm-hmm. like graffiti or trash you text them or if you see like suspicious activity or somebody acting fucking schizophrenic you call them but they're not so, police they're not police no and they're they're just volunteers uh they have some kind of budget i don't know if it's semi semi-private or i don't know exactly how their their uh financing works i don't know if, i think they're volunteers but I'm like very they... anti-calling police is why i'm asking because that's always when shit escalates typically so well sh- well sure but i mean like I said, that's train them properly. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want just Rambo walking up and down the street, shooting homeless people. I want professionals, but again, there's a lot of crime too. And yeah. I, I understand that, you know, that they're going through issues, but I also want me and my girlfriend to be able to live in a safe neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's people openly doing heroin and littering and panhandling and breaking into cars and shit. Maybe, maybe some law enforcement would help. Yeah. <laughs> so we- law enforcement, mental health professionals, and, Go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I appreciate what you're saying. I push back on the law enforcement thing because at this point, I do not see them as a solution ever. So I disagree with that. But I definitely agree with having... There's no role for law enforcement ever. I mean, of course, you know, one can conceive of wanting a group of people that will keep everybody in check if they step out of line. Currently, though, we have such a deficit of programs that actually help people, and we have such a system that profits off of people that are largely innocent that I don't think the cost-benefit analysis makes sense at this point to invest any more money, and not only to invest more money, but to not take away large sums of money from police departments and shift them into those other programs that you're talking about. Well, well, that's fine. who yeah. somebody should be walking a beat right. downtown then if, if it's not cops fine have psychiatrists walking cool. in teams oh, that's a cool compromise. some <laughs> fucking somebody you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah someone that's not gonna gonna show up you know have the cops get called see some guy that has a vape in his hand and then shoot him to death so that unfortunately happens in san diego but and everywhere um but yeah, I, I think it is it does blow my mind that it's it's so poorly dealt with. And honestly, like it's not even it's like so bad no one even talks about it anymore. When when I talk about it, people act like I'm the asshole. Like I'm insensitive for bringing it up. Like I lack compassion for pointing out that there are fucking people with no shoes on right. city streets barking at the moon and people like oh you f- i remember i made some fucking facebook it might post. be the barking at the moon part <laughs> that's the most diplomatic way i can describe the behavior i'm seeing down here like <laughs> every and everybody knows what the fuck anybody who has walked on a city street in california knows exactly what i'm talking about and to say otherwise they're just fucking lying you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah no i know what you're talking about too i do feel like 
we have gotten to a place where it's like the respectful thing to do seems to be to, you know, always like be quiet when you're walking by folks that are sleeping or whatever. And, and like, if there is something that's going on like that, you know, you just mind your own business and just like walk quickly past them. And, and that's kind of it. And that's sort of, that's like the nice in quotes way to handle that situation, which inherently requires you just turning off all of your empathy as a human. Mm-hmm. And you and you like get used to seeing that and not reacting and not doing anything. Quite literally, the good thing becomes ignoring them completely. And it's like, that's no solution. And then we're at this place now, like you're talking about, where no one talks about it. Uh-huh. It's just rampant. Mm-hmm. Chris Ward doesn't <laughs> do anything to fix it. Not a goddamn thing. I mean, the reality is, is probably a lot of his day is taken up with like by trying to solve the problem. It better be. It's just not successful, or at least it, not in a way that we could see. Right. I mean, yeah, we're probably being too hard on him, but yo, yeah, I, I don't like politicians, I mean, and I like getting mad at politicians, and it's their job to listen to me be mad at them. So true. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't know too much about him either other than, um, I mean, he's 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 voted in ways that I've agreed with in the past, typically. Uh, I have, like, isolated votes that I'm aware of. I have no idea what his overall track record is. But, yeah, I mean, I wish that we heard more about this, like, on KPBS, like, our local station and stuff. You know, sometimes you'll hear stories, sometimes... It should be the only thing anyone in California is talking about. That should be the kind only of. topic. Like, I'm yeah, seriously, I'm a, I'm a single issue voter when it comes to this shit. Like, if you're talking about if if you are a elected official in San Diego or California in general, and the only thing you're working on is not homelessness, then the fuck yeah. you, you're not doing your job because that's a fucking emergency. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Is really bad, and it presents an intersection of so many problems. Like, I know maybe you don't sign on to all of this, but yeah, again, intersections of race, class, mental health, all of that stuff, all wrapped up in one. Um, and it really, really, really needs fixing. So we could agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, everybody. Right I, don't think, I don't think we really resolved anything there. We, we got it out. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it is, it is just very interesting. One of the reasons I enjoy talking to you is because like like I admittedly have pretty predictably progressive stances on things. Like you could probably predict what I was gonna say pretty much all the time. <laughs> but I I can usually hit it about eighty five percent. Yeah. Yeah, but with you, you you make concessions to things. I guess it's the freedom of identifying as a moderate as <laughs> <So> you can <laughs> jump on either side at at your own whim. I guess what what concession did I make? Um, I mean like this sounds shitty, but just believing in investing a lot of money and like ending homelessness or, you know, people experiencing homelessness. I know a lot of people that would not believe that and would actively think that's the wrong first step for sure. Well, the, the money thing, I mean, they're that that's a different issue because, I mean, where's the money going? Because apparently like San Francisco and Los Angeles spend literally billions of dollars a year to address the homelessness crisis and it the problem just keeps getting worse so it's like what are you doing with the money so that's that's where like the the libertarian with me will come out and be like okay i want to see what you're actually fucking doing because i hear him talking about we need to build more affordable housing affordable housing is a problem for people like you and me that are worrying about oh my god i'm living paycheck to paycheck or what happens if i lose my job or get hurt you know 
affordable housing is not an issue for again the guy barking at the moon is not out there on the street corner with no shoes barking at the moon because he couldn't find a good deal on zillow like that's bullshit it has like you know what i mean like address the real issue is what i'm saying so the money if there's gonna be a billions of dollars flooding into it it needs to be going into like mental health not affordable housing or or whatever bullshit they're talking about i get so mad when i hear people talking about affordable housing when they relate it to the homelessness crisis because that has nothing to fucking do with it I do think, though, you would be surprised at the amount of people that do lie in this area of people that got pushed out and squeezed out of having stable housing because of things that would be fixed by affordable housing policies. Maybe. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure there is some certain percentage of people. Like I'm sure there is a certain percentage of people on yeah. the street that are, you know, mentally sound and just had a run of bad luck and things didn't work out and now they're on the street. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking those people probably don't stay on the street very long anyway. You know, they're probably intermittently homeless. I, don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know either, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, cause I mean, just think of your own life. Like how many things would have to go wrong for you to, to be living on the corner of Broadway and Seventh. Well, I just naturally have a lot more support systems built in, right? But in my life, what what would have to happen? Like the the chain of events that would that would because I mean even I'd have to be like fell through. Yeah, I'd have to be stripped of my college degree, probably. Um, all of my experience would somehow have to be taken away from me. Like I'm too far into the privilege for that to even be conceivable, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But but yeah, I do I do feel like there's a lot there's a lot to be said for even being able to find housing in a neighborhood that has like a school that you would want your kids to go to or something. Right. You I know? don't I don't disagree that affordable housing is a problem. I'm yeah. just saying that's a problem that's unrelated to the other problem that is homelessness. Uh, affordable housing is a huge fucking problem, especially in California. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying people people make the connection cuz the word housing's in it in homelessness so they're thinking home house i'm just saying it's 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 not the same thing but we know people steve even in our circle like of comics that live in their car right sure or they're or they're crashing Mm -hmm. if rent were like a few hundred less you know they could probably get their own place and i mean granted you could make the argument well that person's choosing to just like be an artist or whatever but but like I don't know. I, I know people that I know multiple comics that live in their car that work as many hours as I do. It's just the type of work that they have. And, you know, like the experience they had leading up to that, that makes it so they still can't afford a fucking place. They just live in their car or they make the choice to live in their car. Some people have jobs, but they also don't have a house. Yeah. So they're going to work, but they go when they go home, they go home to to like a sidewalk, you know, yeah. like, those people exist. Yeah, they exist. They exist, but I'm I'm think what I'm saying is if if you eliminated the the mental health and drug addiction aspect of it, you'd probably eliminate seventy percent of the people living on the street. And then, and then and then that remaining thirty percent, you can figure things out to help them get work or whatever and become, you know. But like yeah. that, it's not as pressing to me as like the guys that are having clear mental breakdowns and no shoes. And I'm like, how are oh, affordable housing? Yeah, that goo that he just couldn't find anything on Craigslist. Like, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't know how shoes work. I will agree with you on <laughs> the fact that it 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 te- it tends towards that direction. Mm-hmm. And so, like, no matter where you start, if you remain homeless, if you remain experiencing homelessness, um, 
then it's going to like just continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I do think though, that there's a lot of people that end up there and you see them and you're like, oh man, that person is, you know, whatever, experiencing all these mental health problems and stuff. But really, if you got to look at their backstory, you would see that these aren't people that were like always like that. But that might be true. But I just I I'm I'm thinking it's probably and again, this is all speculation, but I'm thinking so mental health. A lot of it's just either a lot of it's just genetic. You might reach a certain age and something in your brain snaps and now you, you have lost a grip on reality. If you're if you come from a like a good family, you have your your parents take care of you or you're put in a home somewhere or whatever. But if you don't come from a good family and you have those mental health issues, like you're in you have to be on the street. You mm-hmm. have to be. What do you, what else what are you gonna do? Get a job? Yeah, or a lot of people that are trans experience that. Mm-hmm. Or or just coming out as gay, like any anything that your family would ostracize you for. Well, ostrac- uh yeah. Yeah, I guess we're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what were, how would you say it more specifically? Uh, no, I think I think that's about right. I mean, yeah, it, if uh, if you have severe mental health issues and you don't have a strong support network, then you are fucking fucked. Mm-hmm. And that's that is where me, as a libertarian, thinks that the government should step in. Because yeah. you know, you're outside the social contract, you can't be expected to like, eh, you, you're you're a you're a free, independent person, free to make your own decisions and this and that. Like that's for people yeah. like you and me. You know I what guess I mean? The comparison I was making was like, effectively, someone that is experiencing debilitating mental illness to the point where you know they they would be considered like not having the agency to participate in the social contract they effectively wind up being in a, in the same situation as someone that has no support systems because they've been like pushed out and kicked out or never had them or something even if they don't experience that debilitating mental mental health issue it's a little bit different though because i it mean is, it is different in terms of potential just like objectively to be an income job yeah, yeah exactly be an income yeah. exactly but in terms of like what gets you there you know Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the services that you need will obviously be a lot different, but you wind up, I guess I only say that just to still try to keep widening the pool of, of like certain types of folks that end up in that situation. Cause it's just, I mean, yeah, like I'm just rolling through all the comics I know that are either currently not in a home or like went through a long bad of time where they're in a car and it's like. You know, we all joke about it and shit, but even that, it gets fucking dicey, dude. I mean, I don't want to talk about him by name, but, like, you'll know who I'm talking about. We had, like, a friend who fucking just, like, couldn't get his shit together. One thing after the other happened, just, like, didn't get the help that he need needed and fucking, I don't know, it's a whole other thing. Point being, it can get bad really fast. Yeah. 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 All right, we didn't sell, we didn't solve anything. Of course, but Chris Ward. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm I'm not an elected government official. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on the show, Chris Ward. Yeah, Your constituents need you. I would like to. I'm sure there's some shit on YouTube of like town halls that he's done on homelessness for sure. There's got to be like a fuck ton of those. You would think we should see if those exist <laughs> before we 
continue to uh, just no, be like, hey, I want to yeah. fly in. I want to fly in there completely ignorant and be like, "Look, man, I don't know anything about you. I don't know what you're doing. I just know what the district you apparently govern over looks like. Address yeah. this, and maybe he'll have a really good fucking explanation for me. Maybe, maybe he will. But. Or maybe he'll be like, "Fuck you. Go watch my YouTube channel. Go subscribe and then come back to me. <laughs> See what I've said." Um. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts? Nah, I think we solved everything. Yeah. Yeah, San Diego be better. Everybody, my God. California be better. Jesus, what a dump. That, yeah, I do have a closing thought, God okay. damn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, if, look, I live in California. I guess I'm considered a Californian at this point, but the way that fucking people in this state walk around with their fucking noses in the air talking shit about the rest of the country is just amazing to me. This this state is a fucking disaster. This state has nothing to be proud of. This state is 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 it, it's the most expensive place in fucking America and it also has the most homeless people in America and you're and you're going to run around like mm, flyover states. Mm, we're so smart. Those <laughs> dumbasses in flyover states have clean streets and fucking two-story five bedroom homes with a yard that they paid like 60 grand for and they have straws and we're going to sit over here tell them that we're better than them fucking clean up your shit california before you get arrogant fuck off what a dump this this whole state is a dump and we're arrogant about it it's amazing okay that's all i got i love it i'm gonna let you have that one even though i disagree (laughs) or at least would like to challenge some of the things that were said but yes i i have uh I have no final thoughts other than flyover states have less people and it makes it easier. So much easier. Yeah. That's all I have to say to that. Everybody watch the RNC. Just kidding. It'll be over by the time this gets posted. Um, (laughs) Should we, should we talk about the RNC next week? Cause I know I got, I got to rant on the DNC last week. Maybe we we could talk about it next week or we could just forget it since I feel like both of us do not see the legitimacy in it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not going to. So I'm super it. down to just sweep it under the rug and forget about it forever. Never, never happened as far as I'm concerned. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. That's been I Disagree. Uh, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, do the things. Thank you. Be well. <laughs>